On Shabbos, we read where the Torah details the different carbonos. In regard to the carbonos bought on Rish Chodesh, the beginning of the new month, according to the cycle of the moon, the Torah tells us, And one goat for a sin offering to Hashem. On a simple level, the Torah commands us to bring every Rish Chodesh a chatas to Hashem. But on a deeper homiletic level, the Pasuk can be read as every Rosh Chodesh bring a goat lachatas Lashem for a sin offering for Hashem. What does that mean, a chatas for Hashem? So Rashi quotes a mind-boggling medrash. Amar HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Hashem tells Kal Yisrael, bring atonement for me al shmi'ati yaseirech, because I made the moon smaller. The Gemara Chulun says that during the six days of creation, Hashem made the sun and the moon, the two great luminaries, the same size. However, the moon complained that two kings cannot wear one crown. And in response, Hashem diminished the power of the moon. Says the Medrash, the goat sacrifice that we offer in Rosh Chodesh is an atonement, so to speak, for Hashem Himself for making the moon smaller. How do we understand this Medrash? The idea that Hashem, the perfect omniscient being, needs atonement is something that we cannot even fathom. And how would bringing a carbon achieve atonement? Carbon is from the word karaif, to come close, coming close to Hashem. Hashem doesn't need to come close to Himself. And perhaps the idea is, the Reboi decreed in His infinite wisdom that the moon, because of what He said, needed to be diminished. The moon will never again produce its own light. For all eternity will only reflect the light of the sun. But that doesn't mean that Hashem doesn't feel bad about it. It doesn't mean that He doesn't empathize with the moon. Hashem feels His pain. The moon is a faithful servant. Day in and day out, night in and night out, He fulfills His duty. He sings praises to Hashem. So now every month on Rosh Chodesh, when the moon totally disappears from our sight, Hashem tells us, bring a chatas on my behalf to remind everyone, I feel his pain. I empathize with his suffering. Hashem says, I know I had to do it, and it was a very heavy price to pay. For all eternity, the moon will always play second fiddle to the sun. He's no longer the Mara Gadol that he once was. But it doesn't mean that your diminution doesn't pain me. And if that's the level of pain Hashem feels for an inanimate being, we can't even imagine how much He feels when His children are going through a crisis. Therefore, the Torah says, Chatas Lashem, we bring it on behalf of Hashem to demonstrate the pain He feels when we are suffering. We are now in the days known as the Benam Tzaram, the days we mourn over the destruction of the Beis Amikdash. The Gemara says in Sechtes Brachos, Shalash Mishmoris Havei Halayla. The night is divided into three intervals consisting of four hours each. I'll call Mishmar or Mishmar. And every interval, every four hours, Yoishev HaKadosh Baruch Hu Hashem sits and roars like a lion. Ba'oimer, oily, woe to me. That due to their sins I destroyed my house. Referring to the Beis HaMikdash. I burned down my sanctuary. And I exiled them among the nations of the world. Hashem does this not only on Tishabov or the three weeks, but every single night of the year. And the question is, granted we cry on Tishabov because we are in a helpless situation. We can't physically rebuild the Beis Amikdash. We are in Galas. We don't have Mashiach. 
But Hashem, the Kol Yochel, the omnipotent being, He can change all that in an instant. If He's upset about it, then do something about it. So why is He crying? So let's try to explain it with a contemporary parable. I once read this fascinating article. In 2003, J.K. Rowling, the author of the Harry Potter series, one day while she was writing her fifth book, Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, she wrote the scene in which one of the main characters dies. As customary, she didn't tell anybody ahead of time what she was about to do. After writing the death scene, she walks into her kitchen and she's sobbing. And her husband jumps out of his seat. What on earth is going on here? And she says, Neil, I just killed a person. What do you mean? And she says, I just killed a character in the book that I'm writing. And he says, then don't do it. And she says, Neil, it just doesn't work like that. And then she adds, if you are writing children's books, you need to be a ruthless killer. What a lesson. Even if it was a tragedy of her own doing, she still mourned the character. Likewise, if a parent has to throw a child out of the house, it pains the parent even more than the child. And they are devastated and they cry. So they tell them, then don't do it. But sometimes for whatever reason, you must do it. Maybe to teach them a lesson or for the overall health of the home. And you are profoundly sad. Likewise, even if it was Hashem that sent us into Galas, He still cries about it every day. When tragedy strikes, we don't understand it. And we scratch our heads. Eicha, why? Why is this happening? But sometimes Hashem has to conduct this world with Midas Adin. He must do it. He has His reasons. But our consolation is in knowing that Hashem is pained even more than we are. He's crying along with us. But we can rest assured that He knows what He's doing. There's a master plan which one day we will all understand. And now we know. Have a wonderful day.